What is up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Wrestling Godfathers podcast. I am your host, Don Mystic, a.k.a. the Overweight Cruiserweight, a.k.a. the Not Joe Man Randy Cabbage. And who am I with? None other than Don Sub-Zero Knockoff. Hmm. Made in Mexico. Um, yeah. A.K.A. Mr. Money in the Bank. A.K.A. the Million Peso Man. Yeah. I, I kind of like how you're doing this whole thing where uh, you uh, change your name every week. Well, also it, so it, it could be like a make... South Park type of thing. Like You know how they killed Kenny every week? You just <laughs> change your name every week. Well, here's the thing. It's not just changing names. It's changing the facials. Yeah, changing the facials too. And uh, it might hurt your brand recognition, though. Oh, yeah. All, well, you know what? If if you want to know what I truly look like underneath this facade, follow our Godfather's Podcast OnlyFans. Right now we're running a promotion. Hit us up. Yes. You won't be able to see his face. It's only feet. <laughs> Feeding peanut butter, feeding pickle juice, all, all kinds of different shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a, a, a the four one one. They're not our feet. <laughs> we nope. have paid a homeless man <laughs> to get on OnlyFans and do nasty shit with his feet. Anyways, uh, moving on. <laughs> I believe you had some stuff you wanted to rant about uh, uh, on a certain well, raw. Well, okay, let's talk Monday Night Raw. Uh, Raw after WrestleMania. So WrestleMania, for the most part, uh, day one was excellent. I liked day two a lot. I thought all together, good show. Now, the Raw after Mania, uh, not so much of a good show. Actually, it was fucking boring. I think the biggest thing I can say about it was it's boring. Like, I, I was bored i didn't like it and i know that might not be like everyone might get mad for different reasons or upset or not like something but flat out it was boring now i just will break down our one and that will let you know how boring this was so show starts out triple h comes out okay i get it you know it happens, you know. Sometimes the person running the thing has to come out, say a few words, probably because earlier in the day WWE was sold to Endeavor, which is the parent company of UFC as well. So creating one mass super live event company, I get it. Uh, come out, address the crowd, let them know that we're not going anywhere, we're not turning into UFC Junior or anything like that. We're our own IP. They're their own IP. We just, you know, live in the same house. Okay. Cool beans. But then uh, Triple H proceeded to introduce Roman Reigns, which predictably got a lot of booze, but because Roman walks slower than a goddamn snail, uh, it took fucking, you know, about 60 minutes for him to go from the ramp to in the ring. And every time he's about to talk, he pulls the mic down because the fans are booing. And uh, he has this sort of stupid ass look on his face, and it's like you know, I, I and I like okay, Roman Reigns. In defense of Roman Reigns, he always has a stupid little look on his face. I know, I know, that's just I, his face. I know, I like Roman though, but I'm like, 
Uh, you know, but uh, here's I, the thing, I, I, I like him as a wrestler. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, he's a heel. Uh, I tend to like gravitate more to the uh, baby faces. You're yeah. more of a contrarian. You, you, yeah, you're more open. The heel. Yeah, but, but here's the thing that kind of upset me about it. Every time he goes to talk, the crowd's booing, but he pulls it down as if like, oh, can't say anything now. No, you. What did you think they were gonna do? I mean, literally, what? I mean, it, you didn't beat Cody clean. You had to have the Usos come out and then Solo Sokoa fucking thumb spike him. Samoan spike him, right? So, I mean, look, you were being booed. Okay, I get it. Fans are upset because they didn't like the way WrestleMania ended. I get it. But then he comes out, says a little bit. Cody comes out, takes forever to get the ring. And I like Cody Rhodes, but dear Lord. Can we get to the ring with a little more haste here? Cody gets in, and then maybe one of the more dumb promos takes place. And I like both men. I think they're both good. But the idea that, no, you can't get a rematch, and then Cody being like, well, fuck, if I can't get a rematch, then, you know, let's have a tag match. Basically, like, what I thought Cody's trying to fill the dream of becoming a champion, you know, like, Rhodes becoming a champion in in, uh, in WWE, right? As opposed to Cody just wanting to get into a fight with Roman and his family. It's like, I know his rationale is I basically wrestled you two yesterday, which is true, but in, I just didn't like the phrasing. So then uh, Paul Heyman comes up with the world's dumbest stipulation, right? Like, uh, it has to be a wrestler who wrestled you. It's like, all right, well, fuck, I mean... You could have just said anyone who's willing to tag with you. And, you know, but anyways, stupid ass stipulation. So then here comes Brock, right? Brock takes forever to get to the ring, which he doesn't normally do. But this time he goes, he walks around ringside, does a hot lap for reasons unknown. He gets in the ring. Roman pulls the mic up, then decides to drop the mic. Look at Solo. Look at everybody. They have like a little facial, little facial face off. And then Roman and uh, Solo and Paul Heyman calmly exit the ring and walk away. And then Brock's music hits. Like, once Brock's music hit the first time, no words get said. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. I mean, there's no commercials either, so this is all kind of dumb. And then next thing you know, a fucking match with Omos versus Elias in a squash. That's like less than two minutes. You got to be fucking me here. First of all, I don't know why um, Omos is being pushed so hard. He has no fucking charisma. Look, and I'm not dissing the guy no, because I here's don't the thing. think he, he has no charisma. He has to. He also has no wrestling skill either. He's just he he comes out, does a couple power moves, and the end. In the end. He, right. he has no move set. Right, like if you play him in a a WWE like game, every every button does the same exact shit. Big man chop. (laughs) But but here's here's the thing though, the crowd, because by this time you're 40 minutes into a show, you've seen uh, a Triple H interview, uh, Roman Reigns interview, uh, Cody Rhodes counter interview. And a walk in the ring and walk out of the ring, Brock Lesnar. Literally, you didn't hear him speak. Uh, and then your first match is a match that 
does not hype the crowd. It doesn't build off the storyline. Doesn't even look. I I'm a big fan of Monday Night Raw. I've watched Monday Night Raw since its inception, and back in the early '90s when it first started, mid '90s, excuse me. Um, when it first started, there were squash matches galore with literal ass jobbers, right? So I remember those days. But the but the babyface or heel that came to the ring garnered a reaction, right? It was somebody who you either wanted to boo or you wanted to cheer. Omas came to the ring and everyone was like, the fuck? And then when it's like he's wrestling Elias, you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. And then Elias pulled zero offense and just got his ass whooped. And then, of course, there's no reaction. The crowd was dead. It was like, you gave me no reason 40 minutes into this thing to care. And then the first match you give us is two minutes long. So I just literally just watched 40 minutes of people talking. And I watched two minutes of action. And it blew ass. I was like, that sucked. Then, of course, they... Do a five six minute you know Monday Night Raw highlight or excuse me WrestleMania highlight video montage, and I'm like, okay, are you gonna build off this? So Rey Mysterio comes out and does his you know gets on the mic, which is fine, and of course he's interrupted by Theory, and I'm like, oh hey, another interruption. Cody interrupted Brock earlier, now Theory's interrupting Ray, and of course an impromptu match, and of course. Dominic and the rest of uh, Judgment Day come down. Cosray, I get it, but here's where I, where I'm beginning to get pissed. Theory beat John Cena, who's you know I I know he's over forty. I can at least say that. I don't know how old the cat is, but he's old, right? He beat John Cena yesterday. He beat an old cat in Rey Mysterio, but he they're doing like. I don't know. I've seen this story a million times in WWE. Randy Orton was the legend killer because he did the same shit. They're doing the same shit with Theory. And I'm just like, man, this... Do- I'm not 100% sure they're doing the same no, thing. I like, mean, they, they did this to set up uh, Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny against uh, um, Dominic and Priest. At, uh, yeah, but it could have been... Some, are you, yeah, but it also served Theory to put another... I mean, Victory I, I, over a legend, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, to be honest, you could have just had Dominic come out and call him out, and they have a match. But yeah, whatever. Or, but but the point is, all these matches felt cold. Nothing was hot. Nothing was. Look, if you're going to do this tag match, which legit sounded cool, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes versus uh, uh, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns, that sounds cool. But give me a reason to care. Give me a reason to be like, oh shit. Other than, oh, this just sounds cool. Like, why don't they start with that? Or they say, all right, they get into it, have, you know, everyone run down to ringside, break them up, and they're, you know, coming up in our main event, we got this. Okay, now I'm juiced up. I'm excited, you know, because by the time we get to the main event, I'm not the only wrestling fan that does this, and I'm sure, actually, I think almost every wrestling fan does this, Come the main event, you check a clock because you want to know how much time you got left. If it's not a pay-per-view or a premium live event, as they're called nowadays, right, you check the clock because you're like, oh, shit. Like, if you see there's four minutes left in SmackDown and the main event's just starting, you're like, this ain't going to end on there or something stupid's going to happen. So, first of all, Roman take, you know, the whole intro, the million-minute intro of everybody, right? 
And we've already seen these characters, which was stupid that they have to have another minute intro. But by the time uh, it, it's supposed to start, you're like, man, we got minutes left in the show today. Minutes. Like, there's no way this match ends that fast. And then, of course, because Brock uh, attacks Cody, and I was like, are you kidding me? And the reason I was like, are you kidding me is because now you've deprived us of the only reason we care. But no one, Brock's already over. Brock already, Cody's are like, no one was served well by this. This doesn't make Brock look particularly good. It doesn't, so you could jump someone from behind. Yeah, you could have also beat Cody up normally. Like, you're the fucking beast incarnate. You're a fucking giant man, right? Like, Like, this is not really building you up and then of course he's doing the double middle fingers and it's like wait i thought you were a cow you were a cowboy a week ago at wrestlemania you're wrestling omas you're probably pissed so now you're jumping cody but now this is going to be because cody has to go through the beast incarnate so i'm like i've seen this story before this uh you could look at the uh monday night raw after wrestlemania 11 Shawn Michaels versus Diesel in WrestleMania 11. The very next night on Raw, Psycho Sid turns on Shawn Michaels, which set up a huge heel turn, right, for Shawn Michaels. Or, excuse me, face turn. Turned him from a heel to baby face, right? Uh, I'm not saying Cody's going to have a heel turn, but Brock sort of showed. Now Brock's going to do a little bit, be a heel if he wasn't already, because now he attacked the baby face. He wasn't a that, heel. He was, he was kind of like a... I don't want to say in Austin territory, but he was like a, a a face who did bad shit. Exactly. But now you're setting <laughs> He's an it anti-face, up. I guess you would call it. Exactly. Like an anti-hero, anti-face. Anti-face. But now you're setting up because Cody now has to go through Brock. By the time Cody gets done going through Brock, um, they'll probably throw someone else in his way. He's not basically Cody's not going to get another shot at this till SummerSlam, and then maybe or maybe not, but. At least the way I feel it's going. Because I'm like, this reeks of shit we've seen in the past. Like, like, mm-hmm. and that's what upset me the most was it bored the fuck out of me. I look, say what you will about the last couple months. And I know a lot of people are like, well, here are all the positive Triple H does, here's some of the negatives. Um, but I think you could honestly tell that. Triple H, uh, Triple H may or may not be neutered at this time because well, because this was something smelt funny about this upset or off. Well, it felt old. And I'll, I'll tell you what, there was a reason something smelt funny. This oh, tell me, not mystic. Tell me, I've never right. been on the internet. It has been reported by many news outlets that Vince McMahon not only changed a few things at WrestleMania, he changed a shitload. At Raw. So here's a list of the things he changed. At WrestleMania, the only things he changed were there was going to be a wrestling, uh, not wrestling, but a segment between LA Knight and Bobby Lashley that was completely canned. You know what's funny about that, real fast? The crowd would have popped big for that. No one wants to see dumb fucking Shane blow his fucking thighs out. Fuck you, Shane McPinn, bitch. Well, I think that might have still been a. I don't care, dude. I'm so like, like you're gonna on the biggest showcase. You're gonna give old ass Shane, who's not even a wrestler, some fucking shine. But Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Bobby Lashley, who's been a long serving main eventer, right? Or you know, close to that main event level. 
an LA Knight who is hot as hell, especially in Los Angeles, but yet you're going to run out Shane to do a fucking leapfrog and die on the map? Fuck that. Well, to be fair, his father does want to kill him. And uh, (laughs) I'm not saying that he was trying to do so. He was trying to finish him off. But he does endorse what he's doing. And the only thing I can think of is he wants his son dead. I mean, I don't like Shane at all. I've never bought into his character. I don't know why. The only thing I like him. about Shane is his stupid ass dance that he does while he's coming down to the. Oh, room. and he's just gyrating <laughs> his feet. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, it is kind of like one of those things where it's like so stupid, it's funny. So that's why. Yeah, I mean, I get it in that respect, but I'm like, he didn't deserve it. He didn't do it. like the only reason he's there is because of nepotism, like. Because dad owns the company, so like that, um, to be fair, it. he does he does put his body through a lot of a lot oh, of no, matches. I, I'm not, but that's I'm not, not a good thing. He's gonna right, he's no, gonna no, kill no. himself at some point. No, I'm not talking about Shane bumping because he bumps he bumps like psycho. But he also he bumps, but he also like right. fucking he steps he people. But he has yeah he hasn't been there since Royal Rumble a year ago. That's another thing. Like that's part of the reason. It's like I got it in the Attitude Era because he was an actual character. Right, yeah. he was an actual every week doing something with somebody, you know. When he was, when Kane hooked him up to the battery, it, you know what I mean, or like he was feuding with DX or something like that. Yeah. Shane McMahon, I get getting a, a spot on the show, but Shane McMahon, who we haven't seen in over a year and three months, just out of the blue getting some shine. When you got guys like Ellie Knight, who need that spot because they're an active performer right not only an active performer but somebody that people actually want to see exactly and who in la is going to get a bigger pop pop. to be honest i think he would get a huge pop anywhere he's actually pretty liked by most oh of course so he's pretty over but i mean even it'd be even more over if uh he was in the place where he made yeah or he even gets in the in the biggest showcase of the year, he gets an opportunity. Same with Bobby Lashley, but instead we're we're running out uh, we're running out uh, Shane and Pat McAfee. Now I and I like guys, Pat but, McAfee. No, I do too. I love I like Pat McAfee a lot. I'm not saying anything against him. I'm just saying that if you're going to do Shane and Pat McAfee, then maybe cut a few of those uh, video packages. And throwing in extra segments so Bobby Lashley and LA Knight could show their mugs. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I'm definitely with you. And the only other thing he uh, he changed on that night was, for some reason, he like they brought Shotzi's tank to SoFi Stadium, but it, it was it, they didn't use it for some reason. Yeah, that's so, weird. Yeah, it, it's weird, but like I mean. It's a weird thing to change, but whatever. And then um, Raw, he changed a bunch of shit. So he took out a promo of Cody Rhodes uh, taking a phone call at some point was taken out. Um, Like there was going to be an angle with Bad Bunny working with the uh, Latino World Order, which uh, which backs the whole idea that there's almost definitely going to be a tag team at uh, with him and Ray at uh, at Backlash. Yeah, which is stupid uh, because Ray gave the LWO shirts to, right? He did that prior to WrestleMania, right? So Bad Bunny fits that perfectly, but okay, so. Yeah, 
in I guess internally, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Street Profits was listed as a undisputed tag team title match, uh, though it wasn't uh, reflected on television. Um, Candice uh, LeRae and Piper Nevin uh, were uh, had matches cut an hour before the show. Uh, originally, there were going to be uh, two triple threat matches for women mm-hmm. to uh, to start a tournament to de- uh, to uh, determine the next Raw Women's uh, Title contender. Um, Almost versus Elias was a last minute addition. Yeah, of course. Coming, wait, 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 wait! Coming so late that Almost had to scramble to find his gear, having not planned on wrestling that night. <laughs> Oh man, it's just. But he look, look. We can even look. By the way, you know, this reek. The whole episode reeked defensive man, which is probably why it sucked ass. Because <laughs> yeah. look, yeah. in the mid '90s and the early 2000s, you know, I, I'm a big wrestling fan. Been since the '80s, since I was born, basically. But look, Vince had his time where he was doing cutting edge shit and having talent who was cutting edge do shit. Now Vince is a shell of his former self. Like everything seems stale. It almost felt like when triple H came out to give that promo, he was in essence telling the fans that we're still here. We're still going to try, you know, like to, to keep the positive changes coming. But like, you know, we're not going anywhere. Like when he said that, it reminded me of when Vince came out and said the same tagline, then no, forever. And then he retired the next day, right? Well, so called retired. So, like, you know, it, it felt like Vince's fingerprints were all over this, especially with Bailey or uh, Bailey. Well, Bailey being cut from the show, that was stupid. Seeing, like, why would damage control not go out as a trio, even if Bailey's not wrestling? She's supposed to be the manager, right? That made little to no sense. That, like, Storyline wise, made no sense at all. Um, another big change, uh, or another thing that I noticed was the Rhea Ripley Bianca Belair segment. Right, I, I I like both women a lot. I just was like, I get they're they're going to set up the possibility of a women's unific unification match, but I didn't like how Rhea was like came out and Bianca responded with well why don't we do this right like instead of talking about it like I'm ready right now and Rhea just waves to her and walks out of the ring and I get it it's a heel thing to do and I get making Bianca Belair look strong but I was almost like well if you were gonna have Rhea Ripley back out of it which the heel does right why don't you throw that in a backstage segment? They could have had that same interaction backstage and it would have made even more sense if Bianca was on her way to wrestle a match, right? That way she was like, yeah, I'm ready here right now. And then you could say Rhea's like, ah, you have a match already. We'll do it some other time. That way Rhea doesn't look like she's just backing out. But when you have Bianca standing in the ring with the belt saying like, we could do this. And then Rhea just backing off. It makes, it's like, well, it's like, why are you making Rhea back off, especially when Rhea is always aggressive? She even steps up the men, right? Like, it's not a, I don't know, it felt, it felt passe. It felt, did not feel like 
good work. I don't know. I this whole episode of Raw. That's why it. That's why it annoyed the shit out of me. It's like it feels like a retread of. Well, it is a retread because Vince. Vince does what entertains Vince. The problem is his fan base are not seventy-six-year-old men. Mm. I mean, to be honest, I'll I'll view Vince as like a mature person, anyways. <laughs> I view him more as like a five-year-old. I mean, he thinks dumb shit is funny. So, yeah, I know. I was like that. What? Now, uh, let let me just address the uh, the the viewers for one second. You may be thinking to yourself, "What can I, as a viewer, do?" To save us from uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And I'm going to tell you what you should not do. Yeah, this is what you should not do by Domnistic. Yes. What you should not do is you should not go out and pirate a bunch of WWE stuff. So that the uh, so that the ratings do uh, just completely tank, and it's blamed on Vince Kennedy McMahon, and he might get fired. You should not do that. Pirating is wrong, and you and if you are maybe a family member of Vince who has access to his prescription medication, <laughs> you should not change them without torn. You should not do that. Totally shouldn't do that. Totally shouldn't do it. You should do none of this. Okay. Do not you do any not of what Dom is saying. Do any of this. <laughs> I mean, they can't. They can't do anything. I told them not to do it. That's the right thing to do, right? You should not do it. All right. You should not do it. <laughs> Could you? I know, right? Could you imagine being the WWE Twitter admin, like the guy that has to, or gal that has to run their Twitter account and their socials on Instagram? They're probably like, "Fuck the fans," because online it was just a shit show. Everyone was going off on Vince, and it wasn't positive. It was, it was insults because of his stupid mustache. Dear Lord, he looks like a South American dictator. I saw someone type that in speaking, Twitter. And- <laughs> speaking of social media. Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed that hashtag uh, fire Vince was on there. But I felt, I don't know about you, I felt that they didn't have enough hashtags. <laughs> so what I want to do is just, I want to give you five hashtags of Vince McMahon that should trend. So here it is. Five hashtags for Vince McMahon that should be trending. Hashtag number five. Hashtag porn stash Vince. <laughs> I don't think we need to explain that one. No, yeah, it's because of his little <laughs> pencil mustache. Yeah. Number four. Hashtag Vince sucks cock. And I bet you're thinking, aren't you afraid you're going to get sued for defamation? Can he prove that he doesn't suck cock? <laughs> I was in court of law. I would love to I, see him take me to fucking oh, court Jesus that. Christ. I was not actually thinking that. I was <laughs> actually thinking of <laughs> slobbing on some knob. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, number three, hashtag three inch Vince. That speaks for itself. Uh, and this one goes along with that. Number what, two. What, what nickname did he give himself back in the Attitude Era? 
the geriatric jackhammer. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, number number two. Number two. Number two is a uh, hashtag baby penis events. So that's a, that's a little bit smaller. Anyways, and number one. Number one. Drum There's roll, please. Penis, Drum roll, please. <laughs> hashtag Vince Pedo question mark. <laughs> yeah, make them all trend, people. Not only that, I want you to go in the comments, wh wh wherever you're watching this, go in the comments, and I want you to put in your own hashtags. What do you think should be uh, like trending for Vince McMahon right now? <laughs> and But before we end this a little bit, because I do have ones that didn't quite make the cut. Oh, I have more. I have more. Hashtag button penis Vince. As you can see, he, I'm pretty sure he has a small dick. Anyways, <laughs> Uh, hashtag Vince's mom so fat. Uh, <laughs> not gonna lie, she's a dead one. <laughs> Do I've never even seen his mom? Like, I'm just assuming. <laughs> uh, hashtag Vince is impotent. Uh, <laughs> hashtag village idiot Vince. I like that one. Oh, I like uh, that one too. Uh, hashtag Vince wears dresses. Uh, hashtag senile Vince. That was funny because it's extremely true. Um, and hashtag die Vince die, which Jesus is not Christ. a threat. Which is not a threat. Yeah. It is just, you know, rhythmic. Oh, it Jesus makes sense. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the part of the show where I say the views expressed here <laughs> are only the views of Tom Mystic. <laughs> hey, they're not even my views. I don't know what you're talking about. You can't prove nothing. You can't prove nothing. Don Sub-Zero knockoff. Please don't sue Midway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, we had a, uh, like, uh, but seriously, though, uh, Vince McMahon being in back in power is horrible for the brand. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk a little about, about the Endeavor uh, purchase. Them. Yeah, the Endeavor purchase. Do you they only bought 51% of it. Um, they have control, but I think they also have control of the board of directors, too. Yeah, they, yeah but they have 51% of the share. Yeah, so they're like the majority owners. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you think that what do you think it would take for them to fire Vince? It'd probably have to be sexual misconduct, but not from. I don't the past. even know about that because, I like, didn't be Dana White do some fucked up shit and they never got rid of him? No, the only thing Dana White ever did was he he slapped his wife on vacation, but his <laughs> in the same video, his wife slapped them first, and then they both came out and said they were intoxicated and they're seeking help. And I mean. Look now, when they say they're seeking help, do they mean they're seeking like therapy, or like yeah. a, or, or or a slap instructor? Because they do have that. It, they do have that new show, Slap. Um, yeah, yeah. No, but but the, that's the point, though. When his wife came out and said, "Look, I I slapped him first. He slapped me back. We're both heavily intoxicated. This, you know, we're working on our this part of our marriage." Like the wife and him and Dana came out and were like, "Hey, this is." This we understand this was wrong, and here are the steps we're taking to rectify it, which they don't know anyone really because it's their own personal relationship. Yeah. But, um, but, but because it was a mutual, like, hey, we both fucked up, that's why I think people aren't tripping. If it was just Dana White beating the daylights out of her, and and like she, you know, was a complete 
damsel in distress and then came out in the media and was like, I don't know why he would do that. Then I would see where there'd be a major issue. But like with Vince, I don't think any past sexual uh, misconduct because he's it's already come out and sort of bit him in the ass, even though he had NDAs. I, think I mean, anything, also, also they. I mean, I'm sure they did their due diligence. Yeah, and all that sure. kind of Stuff before they bought the thing. If they were gonna like oust him, they would have done it during the buying process. Right. I think the only way now Vince could be ousted, like. I would think is if he broke some holy rule, like if there was fresh allegations nowadays, then that could be subject for removal. Or if he was embezzling money from Endeavor, then, uh, uh, you know, like basically not reporting that that's money for an NDA, that stuff would could hurt him now. But outside of that, I think we're, we're unfortunately going to see Vince Till either, you know, he passes away because I don't want what what he probably has no life really outside of wrestling. Um, mm -hmm. But at the yeah, and and though, I, and I want to remind I want to remind everyone that just because it would be a really effective strategy, no, you should no, not no. pirate. Oh, yeah. Wink for the audio viewer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> not wink, wink. I have something in my eye. Wink no, but you should not pirate the, the, all of WWE stuff so that the ratings tank and Vince McMahon is ousted because of it. I mean, you shouldn't watch it anyways because it's garbage now anyways, but you definitely shouldn't pirate it and then uh, just to see the thing tank. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm pacing off a uh, Don Sub Zero knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. No, here's here's the thing. The only hope, the only hope I think people, I think wrestling fans or fans of WWE have of, I think their only hope are two things: a premium live events. Any premium live event, even when Vince is in charge, is always. The production value is always top notch. The matches, the talents, good, so good that the in ring quality is very good. Um, so you're not gonna even when Vince is in charge, the premium live events are always are always done well. That's not something he fucks up. He might not do a good job picking winners and losers, right? I mean that part we know Vince meddles in and kind of screws up. But the in ring quality of the premium live events, that's gonna be. That's going to be the same. That's not going anywhere. The thing that I hope, and this is probably not likely, but I hope the backlash is so vigorous and so strong that it gives Vince some perspective. Like, what if Vince, you know, what if Vince has, say, direct control of, like, two to three storylines, right? And then you let Triple H run everything else. Because, like, you could tell, you could tell where Triple H, and, you, and the, how you could tell is look at the last, what, last, look at all the last Raws leading up to WrestleMania, then look at this one, right? You could tell where, where Triple H may have been involved and where Triple H definitely had no involvement, or at least was not the, was not the point man on, right? Triple H knows damn well that, I mean, just, just look how much better WWE had been doing under his under him having the book 
now he might have the book in name, but they don't mean anything when Vince usurps everybody. And I hear rumors that the morale's low, and I believe it because I mean, you should look on Seth Rollins' face on that Twitter video that came out uh, earlier in the week where people recorded him during the commercial break, and then the three workers at WWE ringside giving him new instructions. Yeah. Right? On the fly. Like, the morale's low. And I get it. Because Vince is old school, and Vince only does what Vince wants, and that's why the product suffers, right? Because Vince is highly predictable because he repeats the same shit because he's been doing it for so long. And his way of booking is frankly the modern fan doesn't jive with it. That's why you could always tell, like, that's why when I was like, the worst sin rock could be is boring. Even if the guy like I don't like Austin Theory's uh I don't like his character. But if he's done well, then at least it's entertaining. At least that heat is more because you know it's that it's that heel heat, right? But this was just like I have no reaction. I'm just bored. Like it sucks, yeah. right? In fact, no, it almost felt like WrestleMania and the Raw after WrestleMania were two different worlds. WrestleMania felt like, hey, there's even with Roman winning, there's there's a story here that we could do this, we could do that. We have subverted expectations. Like there's there's somewhere to go. And then you're watching this and you're like, where do we go? If anything, it may it's like we have no one for Roman. Because Roman's not worried because now Cody has to go through Brock first, which means fuck all for the title, right? Because yeah. what's Roman going to do? They'll probably book him in Puerto Rico versus, uh, I don't know, they'll, they'll find somebody know, to. Part of me wonders if they might not even book him in Puerto Rico. Like, yeah, he might take, like, he might not even do it. And then uh, you have, like, Bad Bunny, Rey Mysterio, Brock Lesnar, uh, Cody Rhodes. And then, because I do think that Cody's going to take the belt off of Roman Reigns. Yeah, and if just they now. Don't, they, if they don't do that, they're absolutely dumbasses. But, like, the question is when. I mean, a lot of, obviously, everyone thought it was going to be WrestleMania. But they subverted our expectations. Yeah, and, and I'm sure Vince wants Brock, uh, Roman to hit the 1,000 days. But this, this, I'll be honest this... with you. Like, if, if that was their main concern. It's a dumbass concern. Well, here's what's stupid about it, in my estimation. This is sports entertainment. So the thousand days that would make that would be more relevant if it were. Not predetermined because, well, you could lose it at, at literally. Well, I mean, yeah, but there is no, people aren't supposed to know it's predetermined. No, I, no, I know, like, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. It would also be is, much more relevant if, like, there weren't a lot of other people who've gone longer in the history of WWE. Right, right, but that's what I'm saying is the thousand days. It almost, you know, the fact that it's like, well, you've gone a thousand days. Oh, you still there, man? Oh no. Did we lose him? Come back. Yeah, that, zero knockoff. Okay, there you're you're back. You're back. Yeah, okay. I'm back. Yeah. And now your voice is off. There we go. There we go. Okay. I'm back, ladies and gents. <laughs> it it wouldn't be a, a wrestling uh a Godfather's podcast if something didn't go wrong. 
100 percent yeah because we are students of reality even though the thing that we talk about is complete i mean it's not fake but it's predetermined we, we it had is. this conversation in the last talk yeah we did it but you know what my my that's my big thing is like like I our storylines were on point. Like I really liked how the how WWE was progressing under Triple H. It felt like we were going somewhere. Everyone did, and then Vince came in and fucked it all up. Yeah, and that's back body slam your fucking father-in-law. Seriously, like fuck, like like the other shitty part is, it's like when Vince retired and well, not really retired, right? Like. He does this whole big fake retirement thing, and then he muscles his way back in because he was still the largest shareholder. And now that they've sold 51%, he's probably still the largest shareholder of the 49% of WWE, which means the only way he could be ousted is if Endeavor outs him or asks him to leave. But I don't know if they would. Right, because they're looking at this as like a business. So because WWE WrestleMania made money, I guarantee you that Raw made money, even though it was boring as shit. So they're not gonna care because they just care about the dollar bills, right? Stephanie or I Triple mean, H the, the sad hard, the cold hard facts are the sad truth is that like just like with a boycott, you you vote with your dollar and things yeah. like this, you vote with your eyes. And unfortunately, the sad fact is, until people, until fans start to just saying "fuck it," I'm gonna turn it off. Yeah, it's gonna he's not going anywhere. anywhere. No, so, he's not. And that's what sucks because he's he the game the uh, no the game's uh, passing by. He's lived and, and and I get how funny that is because his uh, son-in-law is it's called the game, right? Yeah. And it, and here's the thing. You know that quote from Batman, sometimes you live long enough to become the enemy? He's yeah. literally done that. No, no, no. Sometimes you either die a hero yeah. or you live, you live long, long enough, enough to become the villain. Right, and he's the villain now, right? Yeah. If well, I mean, to be fair, he's always played a villain. But he plays the villain. Now, he, now he's the one actually killing what he's created. And exactly. He took I mean, the, he, he's going to be the Al Davis of fucking uh, yeah, of wrestling. He, he created a great dynasty and he fucked it up before he died. Exactly. And that it, it, that and his nepotism, it's like, it's like, you know. To be honest, I don't care as much about the nepotism just because, uh, I mean, what? I mean, technically, Paul Levesque is there because. No, 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 no. Of no I'm, I, yeah. Well, yeah, slightly because he's married. Or are you talking about the like, girls he. Uh, no, I'm talking about nepotism in the fact that like Vince, Vince, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm sure it was Vince's idea to have Shane go out there and do a little something, something. And Again, right. that's because he wants to kill his own son. But either way, like that type of nepotism is what, what kind of gets me. It's like God, because I see this with my favorite football team, the team that I support, you know, with money and. Eyeballs, the Dallas and, Cowboys. Yes, exactly. The Dallas Cowboys, right? I know you said this. The that is the dumbest insult ever. It's like, so what? So you called this cowgirls like they're not even that creative. I get that all the time. But here's the thing: nepotism fucks my team over because our owner 
and his son are the ones who run the team, right? So I know firsthand how nepotism screws shit up. Yeah. But yet in wrestling, it's like, damn. And then like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins could have came out and done more. Like they could have Bailey could have accompanied damage control. Like they didn't build a single thing off of wrestling. They could have had the actual tag team match. Yeah, here's what's funny. They were so hot after day one of WrestleMania. And even though people didn't like then to day two, the match between uh, the Intercontinental Tile match, uh, Seamus, Gunther, and uh, uh, McIntyre, that match was Like, dude, all the, all the women's matches I liked. Oh, were, were, right? I, I had... Basically, every match except for the absolute end of... Uh, yeah, because there was a good uh, match. Cody Roman was a good match, yeah. It was a good yeah. match, but the last couple seconds. Yeah, no one liked ending, but yeah, but here's like, the point. They but here's so... the thing: the only matches you had on that whole, all both of those days that you could call bad were the Cena and Theory match, and um, I, I wouldn't say Brock Lesnar and almost was bad. It was just like it was pre- incredibly predictable because yeah. you had you had Brock Lesnar who can wrestle. And you have another guy who you, you knew he could only go like ten minutes tops, and I mean, what are you? You're not going to put him over Brock, so you knew what was going to happen. But other than those two, it was great. Exactly. And then you go into Raw, and um, not so much. And another thing, Raw, oh, the Raw after uh, WrestleMania almost always has next uh, call-ups, no next call-ups. Uh, yeah. It almost always has returns. The only thing we got was Riddle. Who, no offense, but I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. The um yeah, look, they came in, they were coming off, they were so hot the night before for WrestleMania. They came in hot and they delivered a fucking turd sandwich to the point where people were literally being like the reaction online was like as if as if WrestleMania had totally tanked and was a botch fest. It's like it's like they killed all their momentum. But Vince is gonna Vince, I guess. But if he really wanted what's best for his company, he would step aside. But anyway, it appears uh, it appears it's just me right now. So yeah. Let's let's talk about uh, why Ross sucked. Well, we haven't. If you haven't been listening, which we weren't anyways because nobody listens to shit. <laughs> they don't listen to this but, shit. Exactly. But the point is, look, they got such momentum, man. But then they shit the bed. And it was just like, damn. But here's the thing. I'm hoping that at least... Because I'm sure Triple H is at least providing a counterpoint. Maybe some things do slip through. Maybe maybe even though Vince probably was going to have full autonomy like he always does, maybe a few things can slip through. So, you know, as long as Triple H is involved, it has potential to be good. But, damn. It, yeah, but like, I'm really down. worried that like yeah, after that raw, like how much is he going to be involved? Right. And that's why I'm thinking uh the SmackDown's gonna be a big litmus test because Raw was a dud. 
will SmackDown be a dud? And then I wonder what the ratings for SmackDown are, right? And is, what will have to happen, like, if if Vince McMahon is back in power, what will have to happen for him to realize that he needs to change? That's a hard part. So, yeah, like, I'm sitting here like, are we going to have to see uh, the ghost of Christmas or the ghost of wrestling pa- wrestlers past, future, and uh, present show up? And beat the crap out of them or something. I don't know. Or yeah, yeah, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. But what can you do? And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, we're in for some doozy. But I never thought he would even retire, or at least pretend to retire. And those sexual assaults came out of nowhere. So who knows? And here's maybe. Maybe there's with, more with those kind of things. A lot of times, when there's one, there's like ten that you don't know about. You know, so there might be more to come. There might be. Anyways, look. All we're saying is, Vince is just not a good booker anymore, and I wish he wasn't booking. Um, the preferred thing would be him realizing that and just go <laughs> living off his fat money stacks, enjoying his earned wealth and then uh leaving the business the creative side of the triple h and if you agree with us i want you to to tweet stuff out with the hashtag hashtag porn stash events that will help a lot i want to see it trending people i want to see all these trending yeah let's get trending come on to to quote your favorite podcaster let's go who the fuck is that? I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it really could be anybody. Let's go. Uh, oh, I thought you were probably gonna be. I thought you were talking about like Logan Paul or something because I. Oh, hate did, he, did he say that? I, I don't know. That's uh, that's what I was thinking you were saying because you, uh, if either of us would know, it would be you. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. watch this fucking podcast. It, it it's called impulsive. <laughs> you know who else has a uh, hashtag three inch. Dick oh, is Logan <laughs> You and your goddamn notebook. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when Don Mystic writes. He should be disencouraged from picking up a pen. I went to school with Don Mystic. I know damn well what happens when he picks up a pen. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> you know who else? Hashtag sucks cock. Dominic Mysterio. No, I'm t- actually I don't 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 do that one. I actually I like I like him as a heel. So don't do that. Unless you're down with it, it's totally okay. We're not here to kink shame. Oh yeah, we don't give a shit. Yeah, we're like the FBI. Uh, don't ask, don't give a shit. Don't ask, don't give a shit. Oh yeah. Well, all I can hope is that if. If at least at least if Vince, you know, if if the world could only just throw us a curve, oh, you know, it'd be wild. What if, what if Vince did something stupid and it comes out pretty soon to haunt him? That'd be great. Like, what if he was at the Capitol on January sixth <laughs> with his fucking villainous mustache? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think he had the mustache yet, but. <laughs> He'll be at the next uh, psychotic rant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Like, uh, what what would be good to get him out of power? Uh, can we self realization? Uh, 
Can't we just plant stuff on them? <laughs> that would Quick, be someone weird. sprinkle some heroin on them. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle some heroin on them. Maybe give them a give them an unlicensed uh, gun. <laughs> give my give my javelin and tell them to walk the strets. Here's a the javelin. Goddamn. <laughs> and knowing Vince McMahon, he'd actually throw it at someone. Yeah, which would suck for that person, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it would get him put behind bars. Uh, we'd hope. Well, actually, he has enough money where he might actually get away with it. Oh, unfortunately, that's for, sure. that's for sure. And if Vince McMahon, aka hashtag Vince Pedo, Mark, would like to send me some money, I'm I'm more than happy to accept. Yeah, and I will use said money. money to pro uh, to uh to spread the word about hashtag button penis vince oh god all right ladies and gentlemen i have reached that time of the show <laughs> where domestic right, is gonna right, read right. his notebook and dogs I might, uh, knock off i might i might, I might have off. taken a little bit too much of that uh allergy medicine and i'm sorry to everyone that i went like mute and su- suddenly disappeared sometimes but when you got allergies, sometimes you gotta cough. Sometimes you gotta like wipe your nose. And when I wipe my nose, I gotta take off the uh, the mask. And yeah, I mean, what's the point of the mask if I take it off in front of everybody? Exactly. God damn it. That's <laughs> why right, you'll man. never see anything beyond my half closed eyes. <laughs> they're open. I promise you. They're they're not. They're not. He's he's actually not awake right now. He's talking in his sleep. In my, in my, uh, in my crowd action. He, he he's ha- he's in a coma right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, heroin coma. I sprinkled some on him before to <laughs> test if it would work with Vince. <laughs> but Dude. you don't sprinkle. <laughs> and remember, and remember, uh, Paul Levesque, you should not. Jeez. Change his uh, prescriptions with uh, Altoids. Change his Viagra to some sort of blood thinner. <laughs> God, man. Yours is even worse than mine. <laughs> he, he would probably rather die than go limp on a girl. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us, guys. Uh, we will see you next week, hopefully. God for uh, God forbid anything bad happens, but like, like, like my uh, partner here, like, uh, strains a muscle doing like unnecessary. I'm doing sub zero shit. You're doing sub zero shit. Mortal Kombat. No, no, we we cannot afford that license. Oh. No chance in hell. Anyways. Yeah. If this were only yellow, I could do get over here, but it's not. So uh, you can do it anyway. No one is watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, peace out, guys. We'll see you next week. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Baby. Sub-zero knockoff. Sub-zero wins knockoff. <laughs>